Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hey everybody, welcome to Pack the House. Today we are obviously not on Zoom in our <laughs> own locations as we might usually be, um, but I'm joined here by uh, Pastor Jason, as you know. Hey. Aaron Hi, Davis, and we have Andy Thiem, who some of you might recognize from our Fisher site as our worship leader there. Picture him with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> like there we go. That's more like it. Uh, well, uh, today uh, we are at Cohatch, which is where Andy works as his other job. And uh, Andy, why don't you tell us a quick little bit about Cohatch? Uh, yeah, so, so Cohatch is a uh, co-working space. Um, that is originally from Ohio, and in the last year or so, we've branched into Indiana. So this is what I do full-time. Uh, I'm the community manager here, so I'm the point person for our Noblesville location. Uh, and, and so my day-to-day job and, and what we do is essentially bridge connections in ways that don't happen in the regular work world um, because there are so many different people that utilize the space in so many different professional ways, and then also personally. And so we do a lot of community engagement here as well. Um, whether that's um, civic things with Noblesville Chamber of Commerce or um, with uh, different Noblesville political entities, uh, but, uh, but also with community events. And so we have a number of community events we do a month um, and just, just ways in which we can engage in the area that we're in. Um, so I don't know if that makes it any more specific, but that's kind of generally what Cohatch is about. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, we certainly <laughs> will. So your job, Andy, is to build relationships specifically with the people who, who do their work here. Correct. Which is why we, uh, well, we're excited for the space. It's a cool space, as you can see. Yes. Um, but excited to talk to you about how we can, or what we can learn from you as you seek to build relationships with the people here. Yeah. Um, so why don't we jump right into that then? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, one, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you what you do uh, to do the job of relationship building? Or what are some ways that you go about that? Oh, man. Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter. And I this can't is, believe you weren't prepared for yeah, that question. Yeah. <laughs> How many lasagnas do you make on a weekly basis? Yeah, right. Well, the truth of the matter is that, and, and something I've realized more recently, is that literally everything I do in this space is, is an activity in building relationships. So whether that's, and, and I do a wide variety of things. I'm, I'm blessed that I have a great team around me and a number of interns who help me in the day-to-day. Um, but I help create relationships that sound ridiculous through through the small things like like making coffee and, and responding to emails quickly. It's something I've struggled with, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and helping people in, in their memberships and what they do here. Um, and I'm blessed that a lot of it flows naturally for me. I'm, I'm a very relational guy. Um, and so a lot of that, what that means and what's really impactful and filling for me is just talking to people in, into the day, in the day to day and figuring out what their needs are. Mm-hmm. You know, in many ways, I see myself as a consultant for people. You know, it's my job to figure out what their problems are, um, where they can need help, and, and if possible, how I can best serve to fit those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people need, sometimes people know what they need already, and sometimes they think they, they know what they need, you know? And so it's, it's how do I guide them in the amenities uh, that we're blessed to have at this space and at all of our locations, but also with the other people in this space. And um, I'm very fortunate that that's something that flows naturally. You know, how, So how can I connect you through what we have here and connect you through the people who are here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's really interesting in the, in the aspect of like, since you have the position at Fisher, the Fisher site, that like, 
you have those opportunities to kind of connect people outside of the church to, you know, just various different things to community and to connection. But to also see you do that with, you know, the band, the people that play in the band and stuff like that. And, you know, just the way that, you know, that whole thing correlates. I feel like that's a really, a really cool way to see it at least play out differently. So it must be kind of cool to get to do it in two different forms throughout a week. It is. It 100% is. Yeah, relationship building is what I'm all about. Um, and then maybe, maybe you can maybe <laughs> that'll look <laughs> awesome on a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> should be our should be our noble soul motto. There you go. Um, yeah, but what's funny is part of what I say is what I'm still trying to convince myself of, right? Which is like I it's not just through those conversations with people. That's what I excel at. Is like it's the in person. It's building teams. It's it's talking with people, but but it, I can also serve that mission. I can also build relationships in what I do in the day to day, like responding to emails well, make sure I'm planning things out well for people, mm-hmm. make sure I'm stewarding that relationship well. Um, so yes, it has been a very very easy to come into this position because of the things I've been able to do at Cornerstone and before in my other job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've I've loved it here so far. We do a lot of good mission here at Co. I think that's really important, too, about, like, we've been coming off of two weeks of talking about church hurt Mm -hmm. and being hurt by the church and stuff. And so just knowing for, you know, people that you don't necessarily have to be in church to create those communities of Christ Mm -hmm. and create those communities and bring people into a loving relationship with Jesus. It doesn't have to be in, it could be in your vocation, it could be in your life, it doesn't have to be in the church. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll I'll speak for me, and I'm I'm just feel so grateful that I'm in an environment where where I can live this out, um, where I can lead with the joy and love of Jesus in everything that I do. Yeah. You know, and we we all can, I think. Yes, I think so. Uh, (laughs) And I want to dig into that a little bit, because obviously you're not going to be uh, nothing you said in there was uh, respond to emails with a Bible passage or <laughs> do any of those. Knock on an office door and say, right. you know, Jesus. Right, yeah. I brought, here's a here's right. a baked dish. Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with baked dishes. I'll take them. Um, so, but how then do you, um, how do you bring that, as you said, what'd you say? Hope and joy of? The love and joy of love Jesus. Joy. How do you bring that into those relationships without being? Over, over. Mm-hmm. What's, mm-hmm. what's your strategy there? Um, what is my strategy? <laughs> well, I. What's your five point plan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think part of it is honestly, it's not something that I think you can structurally plan out. Um, I I think honestly, I, I think some big points of Christian living and the way in which you're framing your interactions are important. Mm-hmm. I think that's really where it is. So for me. Uh, that's being invested in God's word, you know, and continually confessing and repenting uh, my sins before God. So having a personal relationship with Jesus. Sure. Um, that is a living relationship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, through that, I have found, and in, through prayer, uh, I found that the Holy Spirit has led me in how best to serve people, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I think if you're doing it right, I love the phrase um, that I got from somewhere else just called relational evangelism. Right. And it's you create relationships with people uh, to bring Jesus into their life. And I have found that through praying that the Holy Spirit helped me (laughs) discern how do I help this person? How can I live out that life of Jesus to this person and translate that well that that is typically done? Um, So and what I have found in my experience is that it has very rarely been 
very rarely have I felt moved to actually say, well, this is what Jesus says. Well, do you know Jesus? It, has, it does happen. But uh, time and time again, I've found that through building those relationships, people start to question me. And they've said, in, in, you might want to rephrase that. Yeah, people, not, sorry. They start to they, ask you they, questions. They start to ask me questions. <laughs> people start to ask me questions. And they say, Andy, why, why, they would not say it like this, but, but essentially the heart behind the questions, I think, is why, why do you have such joy in what you do? You why know, are you so, different? Why are you different? Even if I can't pinpoint what that looks like. Like, why are yes, you not exactly freaking, right. why are you mm-hmm. not freaking out that, you know, the house is burning? something like that so so talk then about how you so i take your point absolutely we talk about this a lot right sure um i know you're a a dedicated listener so you know (laughs) (laughs) i try (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's not necessarily as direct always as jesus says this or the bible says that no talk to me about how you translate those things into your normal conversation relationships if that makes sense how do I translate those things? Um, mm. This question I can believe you weren't prepared for. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'll, give, I'll give you that. Just so you know, he does do this to us if you don't all haven't heard the all the episodes. He does this so many times. Well, no, but hey, I mean, we, we're, we're friends outside of this case, and this is something I really like about our relationship. <laughs> Only ask questions. I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not within these not, walls. Not within these walls. We're not <laughs> friends here. You know, um, but that's something I really appreciate. Um, I don't think there's any set answer. I know that um, what I have done is I first find interest in people. Mm -hmm. And typically that's responded by interest in me. I want to know them and their situation and where they are. And through that, they typically want to know, okay, well, what what would make you so interested in knowing, Mm -hmm. wanting to have interest in that? Mm -hmm. And uh, they want to know about me. And, you know, I would tell them, where I, where I grew up, and I, and I love telling people in this space, you know, th- this is my community. I grew up on a farm that's three and a half miles north of here, mm-hmm. and the church that I serve at is two and a half miles south of here, mm-hmm. you know? And so typically that opens a conversation of, oh, okay, well, what do you do at church? What is your church? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one way to do that. What I have generally found is when you invest in people, and not always, but when you invest in people, they also want to invest in you. Okay, so let me just underline that point that you made. I really like that point. It's because uh, we talk a lot about kind of changing what counts as a win, right? Yes. Uh, yes. And so, doing a Bible verse or saying a prayer or leading leading someone to Jesus was in a sermon I heard one time, and I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> it does not. It's not necessarily the win. That's, those are all wins, right? But, but the win can come much earlier than that. Yes. Uh, what I hear you saying that I so much appreciate is a valid starting point is simply being interested in the person that you're that you're talking with yes. asking them good questions learning about them and that by the way all counts as your evangelism and also without without an agenda yes like i'm not just listening to this person to see what they can give me or what they can do <laughs> how for soon me, until i can or say how my so, thing how soon i can get them into church <laughs> right like that's not the the whole goal is to just actually build relationships mm-hmm. for the sake of building a relationship yeah. You know? And trust the process, and, and it will come. Yeah. And yes. Telling us that. But yes, that is exactly right. And I think there's something though to like still like be able to use what you know about the person and what you know about other people to make those connections. Because right. like one of the things I came across uh, recently was uh, someone at church, uh, works at the church. They told me about a neighbor and something that they do, and that person works in something that I have interest in as sort mm-hmm. of like a. 
a, just a sheer hobby of, you know, watching this sport. And so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, he knows that I like this and now he's connected the dots that I, you know, I and he could have something in common and he, and, you know, he's not, you know, he doesn't go to church or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but the fact that he's now put me and him sort of together to kind of have communication and conversation about stuff, it lets someone know that like someone like them, you know, also believes this and someone like them has, has the same, like I can enjoy this and yet could still be a Christian, you know? Well, and now I know two believers who are both normal and reasonable. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not think normal. Normal is let's, boring. Let's not not say that. <laughs> so if you're like, you know, like you come across somebody who, you know, plays guitar or plays drums or something like that, it's not necessarily that you automatically go, hey, like, why don't you come like play the praise team or whatever? But it's like, hey, I have pra- I practice, but if you want to come, we could just jam out in the mm-hmm. church. That'd be a lot of fun, you know, yep. just those little things that you can make those connections with. Yeah. And you just kind of leave yourself open like you're able to during the week to, you know, discover those things about people so what you're saying is it's not my job to connect with everybody maybe sometimes other people also are better connection Uh, i would i would argue and something that i struggle with all the time is like am i doing enough Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day i think you have to trust that the holy spirit is using you in the way that he sees fit Mm -hmm. and that that, yeah that he sees fit and that and that god has got this Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you may be a part of that process you may be not but you are not responsible for that person's salvation yep that's something i have to tell myself all the time. <laughs> Good reminder. Yeah. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit uh, to something I think that, that I, certainly I struggle with and many of us struggle with. I have a lot of conversations about uh, the idea that maybe the place I'm in, the place where people are, is not a place where they're necessarily open to conversation or relationship. Um, the gym is one that <laughs> comes up all the time. Like, okay, I, I don't personally spend a lot of time there. But, um, some do. Uh, and the, the pushback always is, well, this is not a place where people are interested in relationships or, you know, talking with other people. And I think work can be uh, a, one of those as well. I found this. I, I worked for a while in a co-working space, and I found that everybody was there to literally to do a job, right? And they, they have their own concerns. They have their own um, – they're doing their own thing. And so how do you, how do you think about or go about – building relationships in a setting where maybe not everybody's interested in making relationships? Yes. Um, I think over time, as you become familiar with the space, and I'll just speak for my experience of this space, you get a feel for, um, through a bunch of different things, what people are looking for. Like, for instance, if... You know I'm going to make you spell those out later, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I'm happy to spell some of them out now, right? Yeah, I'm happy to spell some out. So, like, if, if I have someone who is in one of our call rooms, so we have... We have five call rooms here where you can jump in and take a call and they're mostly sound proof rooms and you do personal things. If they're in there, obviously they don't want me in there. Sure. If if they're in an office uh, and they own an office here and those office doors are closed, you know, that's something. But something I found more recently is like our back booth area is a more of a secluded area uh, in the back where it's just some booths where you can meet one on one and do things. And typically people who are back there, they're looking to get into work. 
But if you're in the kitchen space, what I have found in, in any kind of regard, that's like the hub mm-hmm. for here. It's the unspoken hub. It's where people come and they make those collisions. So if you're at the bar and you're working, even if you look like you're dedicatedly working, what I've found is most of the time people aren't. They're looking to build relationships, but they don't know how to. So they're in so they set themselves specifically because they're yes. okay. So yeah. what I hear you saying is look for the places within the place. Correct. Where relationship is, is a possibility, where people are open. Yeah. So we don't necessarily need to be behind a bar. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> Sorry, just pulling things out here. I have to say, though, in my interactions, too, like, I mean, I talk to literally everybody because that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, you can tell when you're talking to somebody, like, if they start to, like, look down or not make eye contact. And all you have to do is just, like, open it up and, like, say your name, mm-hmm. you know? And you can tell pretty much right away if they want to talk to you or if they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Don't say more about how you tell that. So, like, I think if somebody's, like, giving you one-word answers or, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, like, you know, like, they're just, they're kind of, like, trying to brush you off to go mm-hmm. some places. But then if somebody's turning to you and engaging with you, and I find this a lot with my kids because, you know, they engage with you whether you like it or not. Like, <laughs> they do not understand social connections. Sure. So, like, they're going to tell you about what just happened to them, whether you want to hear about it or not. And there's some people that are very receptive to it and some people that are like, why are you letting your kid talk to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think you can just kind of gauge. And if you're more receptive to listening to my kid, then you're going to be more receptive to talking to me. Sure. You know? That's fair. Um, so you shared with on a, on a personal level how to um, understand that. Yeah. Would love Andy for you to talk about in a in a well in a in a physical space how how to how to read a room or understand a space and and find those places yeah well I or understand those rhythms as you it, kind of talk yeah about. absolutely so like in this space it is and honestly a cornerstone too if anybody's it's an easier in for me because I play a a functional role in this space. Like I have a position in this space, I am the community manager. Mm -hmm. So a super easy in for me that is not as easy to do in my social life, to be honest, is just to just to say hello to people. Mm -hmm. And so each morning I say good morning and I know everybody's names in this space. I've worked really hard to do that. Um, And I can pretty much gauge in in those first few minutes whether they want to interact more or not. Yeah. Um, So that has been an enormous one. that's a great point, and I, because I I know you have others, but you're thinking, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> please spill. So I wanna, I wanna, yeah, I want to <laughs> underline that while you think, because I think maybe it's for me it, it rang true when you said that there are definitely places, uh, settings in my life, where I have a reason to be there, yeah, um, or a reason to be in, interacting, uh, and those are the easy places. Yes, and so yeah. maybe that's a maybe that's a, a a takeaway point for us is to find the place in your life. Yeah. That's easier. Yeah, well, because because you have a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Right, you um, already play a role. Yeah, and that's it's such an easy end. Whether you're the PTA president or it's you know it's a a group that you lead, a group that you have a role in, mm-hmm. um, maybe a place where you're. I used to be part of a a Wednesday evening volunteer group, a bike related bike repair, and there were two or three. Um, they all happened to be men uh, who were had no official capacity, but they were like really experienced volunteers. And so they sort of took on um, the role of being the, the unofficial leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe that's, uh, you know, you may not have an official capacity, but if you're, if you're you know, quite experienced, if you, if you have a, a long tenure, right, maybe that's a place where you, know, you could take that on and have some reason for, <laughs> like, why you're talking to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, I feel like uh, 
when I think about like just the different situations that like people might find themselves in, people that go to you know Cornerstone or go to any church, I feel like this just applies so much to like how it stands true to what we ask people to do in church. That when they leave, it just what it doesn't just end out. there. Like it's interesting. Like you're you don't just come to church, do your Christian things on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And leave and then go about your week as if, like, Sunday's just compartmentalized to Sunday at church. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what I think is so, like, in, in, in your context, that's why I think it's so, um, it's so cool to see someone who essentially works in the church, but also doesn't the rest of the week. Like, I'd say the majority of the time, the majority of the week, you're not actually working at the church. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, because of that, it's like... What an example of what we are asking people to do is to be here, you know, we're, we're, you know, in community and sharing about our faith, but that we're wanting that to continue on and to almost see that as it be like a hard example and not like you're the golden child. It's not like you're without sin, <laughs> but you are, but you are, it is a good example of like, you know, you're still just a human, like you know, it's just a human being who's leading worship, you know, using your gifts that God's given you. Mm-hmm. But you don't stop using your gifts that God's given you, like no. on Sunday. So something someone told me, I can't remember who, a number of years ago, that has just been glued in my head, <laughs> is that um, Sunday, and it's so important to know as I think especially a song leader, and you might you might connect with this, Aaron, mm-hmm. is that uh, it is. I think it's so easy in our human understanding to think of it as a performance. And someone once told me. Sunday is not a performance, it's a rehearsal. Not a rehearsal for your band, but it's a rehearsal for how you are living. Well, sometimes maybe if you don't rehearse, it's a rehearsal for how each of us should be living out our lives for that entire week. It is not a time where we come together in performance to confess our sins before the Lord and mm-hmm. the pastor shows us we're absolved of those through Jesus. It's, it's a time where we're rehearsing what we actively live out. It's the reminder of where we should be. And that's very much how I try through my prayer life to to see that Sunday setting. Mm-hmm. That's been helpful for me. Yeah. 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 And also that that G and sorry to go on, but like I, I heard this and I have to share it because I love it so much. Um, <laughs> is I was once told it's so easy for us, I think. We're getting a lot off topic, but whatever. Um, it's so easy <laughs> for us to, I think, compartmentalize everything in different drawers. Like, like this is my spirituality, this is my relationship with Jesus. This is uh, my profession. This is my family life. These are my addictions. You know, this is my sin and compartmentalize all of them. And, oh, will you give Jesus the time? You give your devotion to him, the time as one of those drawers in the dresser. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, right, Jesus wants to be the dresser that all the drawers fit into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how I try to think about it. And I, I fall say, short of that all the time. But devil's advocate, right? Um, no, like, do not advocate. You know, <laughs> no, you know what? I, other perspective, then. Okay, but like some sometimes, especially like when you're leading worship or whatever, it's exhausting because you're there the whole weekend for sure. And so you just want to go, and then you just want to go home. Like you don't want to like. I know something about that. Yeah, you don't want to like converse with people, and I know that you should, but like, and most times I do, but at the same point, like. And I have this too, like, because I'll, I'll be hanging out with pastors or whatever. And sometimes they don't want to talk to me. They just want to go, you know? And like, I I have a hard time not taking it personally. And I'm sure a lot of people do. But like, for a second, you think, 
did I like did I do something wrong or mm-hmm. whatever? But it's not that. It's just like sometimes everybody has bad days. Everybody has good days. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that want to converse with you all the time. And then someday they might not. And mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not you. You know, it's just them. That's just, a good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. and the way I've been trying to see this, because I mean, I, I'm a relational person and I get to do that in both my jobs and it can easily be exhausting. Yeah. And what I've come to find is like, you have to give yourself the grace. You have to give yourself time for yourself right. so that you can be an effective steward in those fields, right? So I think that's kind of what and you're speaking to. And not get burnt out and like make it a right. job. Like I have to talk to this person even though I just want to go home. And one of the, <laughs> right. one of the values yeah. of building long-term relationships and being intentional about relationships where we spend time mm-hmm. is that I don't have to every single time make it the best conversation exactly. there ever was. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't hold yourself to say Maybe that. sometimes I'm not into it, they're not into it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Take the pressure off yourself. Yep. Yeah. And, and know there will be another opportunity. Oh, and you yeah. don't have to be the most knowledgeable person about it either. Like, I think everyone always overemphasizes the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and like, since we started with, you know, the whole relationship building and then them like, you know, asking you questions, you know, it's one of those points where you're not going to know all the answers, you know, like, and, you know, it, it there's not so much of a time where it's like, okay, I need to study up because I know I'm going to talk to this person. (laughs) It's like, you know, maybe that's the situation later on in the relationship. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that I, I actually need to go explore that a little bit. That's that time. I'll get back to you. And then, yeah, get back to them. Yeah. And and do that and like do that research and be like, you know, I actually, you know, remember we were talking about this the other day. It's just that those conversations can flow kind of like other conversations that we talk about where it's like, oh, have you seen this show or this movie? It's like, oh, no, I haven't. You know, but I'm going to have to go watch it. You know, right. do you like it? Like, yeah, it's about this. It's like, oh, yeah, it sounds really interesting. You go, you watch it. And then what do you do? You go and you talk to them about it. And you're like, right. hey, like, I watched that movie. You're right. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Yeah. And like, then you talk about it. And it's like to see that in our faith life and to see that in the faith life of our church mm-hmm. you know especially as we talk you know been talking kind of about at our church at least you know mission vision values and such it's just cool to see how many people are like you know ready to kind of move forward ready to kind of like see their their next steps in their faith but also how they can continue to spread their faith to other people yeah. and i think that's one of those great things about what we talk about on here is just how not necessarily like a prescriptive way of how to do it, but sort of like, here's some things that we've seen and here are mm-hmm. some ways in which you at your job during the week, how you're able to just make connections with people, just be a nice person yeah. <laughs> and, and let them know that like you're there for them and you care for them and you're here to help them with whatever they need yeah. to do their job during the week. Genuinely care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to wrap up. I think we're pretty close, but I wanted to, I wanted to, circle back to one thing you said early on. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Do it. Uh, I love that. You mentioned the phrase finding out what they need. Um, and we talk a lot about understanding people's needs. Yeah. We've, we've given, they tell me I repeat stuff, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I won't tell them uh, that um, we talk about uh, finding the breakdown in the worldview where the worldview doesn't measure up. Yeah. Um, I wonder though, for in your thinking, how do you, how do you know when you hear a need? How do you, what's that process for you to find out what someone needs? Hmm. 
I think rarely do they say, I need this or that. Certainly, right. tell me about Jesus. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> I know by virtue of anyone walking through these doors, like they're not going to actively come in here in this professional setting unless they need some training. Okay. Like people don't just come in here. I have a couple people come in and they're like, oh, I've never, never, I've always walked by here, but never seen it. What is it? But mm-hmm. the vast majority of the time, people come in here because they have a need. You know, and they, and like I said before, they may know what that is and they may not. Um, I think one helpful tip, this is not all encompassing, but something that I found really good is like, before I talk about the space at all, I genuinely just take the time to get to know them. Mm-hmm. I see myself not as a salesperson mm-hmm. or a used car salesman, but as a consultant, right? And um, a very important tip that someone told me early on about that, which is like, I don't ask closed-ended questions. I don't ask yes or no questions. You know, I, I very much, I, I ask things like, okay, well, what are you looking for in a space? Where are you now? Mm-hmm. Um how are things going for you now? What does a typical work week look like for you? And through what I've found, which is really, really nice, is like through just giving them the opportunity to talk about their need, very often they find what their own need is. Mm-hmm. And I and it's then it's like I just give them the keys. Yep. You know? Yeah. And so you can actually help people hone in on what their need is yeah. through doing that. If you don't feel like you know what it is yet. Now, this is a thing that I do all the time where I get, and for me, it's faith conversations. I mean, I have the title. Um, <laughs> if I don't feel like I know yet what the what the problem is or what the need is, usually it's because I don't. Mm. Um, but a really, a really helpful way to keep going or to get around that is to just ask more questions, like yes. you said. And by the way, sometimes if you don't know what the next question should be, sometimes it's, tell me more about that. Yes. Um, Unpack that for you. Yep. Yeah. And I love, I think this space too, like lends it to, because people that are coming in here, that's their job. Mm-hmm. So they're usually passionate about it. Yeah. And people will always want to talk about what they're passionate about, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. True. So yeah. you may have an easier route to finding out what that is. Yeah. Um, if you're not in a setting like that, I think still it's a great point. Yeah. You can find out what they're passionate yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep digging until you do. Um, could be knitting. Could be knitting. <laughs> yeah. Tried it once, wasn't for me. So... Uh, with that, I think we can wrap up. Uh, Andy, great to have you with us. Um, really appreciate you sharing um, a on-the-ground, hands-on perspective of how to do this. So just uh, let me tell you what I think I heard, and you tell me where what I left out. Um, things are happening. Is that bad? Nah, just leave it. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave it. What else? We're going gonna, gonna to continue with the audio. Clearly, <laughs> your camera's just cut off. You're probably going to now be seeing the Pack the House logo above. Uh, no, we're good. There you go. And uh, you'll see the Pack the House logo for the rest of this. Perfect time to wrap up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just recap a little bit what I think I heard from you that, that was so good is number one, um, Sunday morning is an important starting point, right? Um, we want to gather. And then, as you said, start with prayer. Uh, start in prayer. Be praying about it. Be watching. Uh, take an interest in the people around you. Yeah. Uh, start with them. Uh, learn about them. Get to know them. Not, as Aaron said, with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the agenda simply is to get to know them. Yes. Um, and I think we can trust that process, right? In that. It's beautifully simple. Yep. It's, it's beautiful. It is simple, but it doesn't feel necessarily <laughs> like outreach at first. Um, but it is. It works. So trust that process. The spirit will work in it. Yes. Um, the other thing I think I really like that I wanted to highlight again is um, spaces in our lives where maybe people aren't at first don't seem open to conversation or relationship. And uh, you and Aaron both walked us through some uh, ways to uh, interpret the space or understand the space and find the places within it uh, where uh, 
where maybe that maybe that is, and to find those places in our own lives where we have some reason uh, for, as you said, you were the it's your job <laughs> to say hello and good morning. Uh, find some some pla- the context in our lives where we have a reason uh, for interaction where it won't be weird uh, because you know you're supposed to interact with them a little bit. <laughs> Everybody out there knows why you're saying good morning though. Um, what else do we want to hit as far as wrap-up points? Just see your vocation as uh, another form of building a community. Yeah, and let's say this point, uh, you keep using the word vocation, and that's really important. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you haven't said it yet, but I'll say it for you. Because your vocation could be a mom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, your vocation doesn't have to be your, your paid job. Yeah. Um, you may be a, a stay-at-home parent. You may be, maybe you're listening and not watching anymore. <laughs> and you are retired and you yeah. no longer have paid uh, paid work uh, but your vocation the things that you do in your day um, nevertheless can be valuable for that absolutely yeah. cool since you're the guest would you pray for us uh, yes I will let's pray together Heavenly Father I just uh, thank you for this time uh, to to really dig in to uh, your principles and uh, dig into how we can best serve you by serving others Um, I thank you for the people in this room, Father, and I just pray as uh, we lead our day from this um, that we lead in the love and joy of what we do through you in all of interactions with everyone we meet. It's in your holy and precious name we pray these things. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. We don't have to look at the camera this time. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us uh, on this episode of Pack the House. Uh, For those of you who uh, just dawned on me who are only strictly listening, uh, we're in a really cool uh, podcast room at Cohatch uh, that's got some sound dampening panels and stuff. Uh, but uh, for those of you uh, who were watching up until a second ago, the cameras decided to quit. But we thank you for uh, continuing to listen and bear with us. Uh, but uh, we appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Have a great week. Yep. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.com.